What's up, everyone? Welcome into Animan Plus bonus cast. I think this is, is this the second bonus cast we've done, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other ones are spoiler casts. So yeah, this will be our second. Well, uh, yeah, well, what was the other bonus cast that we did? Do you guys remember? The, I'm the One Piece. No, that was no, spoiler. That was a spoiler cast. We, we've done two spoilers. Spoiler? Oh, it was the My Hero movie. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah that yeah. was what it was. Yeah. So shout out to the fact we're doing another bonus cast. Uh, all right. So this is actually a special bonus cast because... Uh, we referenced this in the last episode of Animan Plus, but I think maybe the last two episodes. I think I'm, I don't remember. Um, where this is a Patreon um, topic request from our Tier 4 patron. Uh, we're going to start doing, I think, the Patreon stuff, especially if it's going to be like, you know, possibly bigger topics. I think we're going to start doing it as bonus casts, you know, make it more, a little bit more, you know, exclusive for the patrons. Uh, you know, I feel, I feel like that'd be a good way to go. So for this one, it's going to be the top deaths in uh, anime and manga. Uh, he, you know, when Jared made this request, uh, he didn't, he didn't say we had to order anything. So we've got a pretty, pretty beefy list here of a lot of different characters that we uh rallied together from a lot of different series of you know when it comes to you know the top deaths we broke it down in a few different ways in terms of like how did when number one was the death like you know visually appealing like was it you know something that really kind of drew you into the scene uh what number two like how much did it have impact on our characters how much impact it have on our plot there was a lot of different thought that went into this uh but you know shout out to jared our tier four patron uh unfortunately he is not our patron anymore for the time being hey you know when it comes to being a patron you have to look out for yourself first and financial uh situation popped up for him where he had to focus on him and that's all good dude you are a fucking legend eight months of being a tier four patron we appreciate the hell out of you so let's make this uh topic request his last one for right now a fucking banger have a good time r.i.p r.i.p yeah uh Literally, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yep, yep, yep. Uh, we did actually do a nice little revamp of the Patreon. We changed up some tiers and some different rewards and stuff. So you guys can go check that out at patreon.com forward slash spark E3. And, you know, when it comes to that, you know, do not ever feel pressure to donate. You know, um, it's just if you got the extra cash, you want to help us out, help us continue to grow. That's a great way to do so. But we appreciate you just uh, listening to the shows. Be a friend, tell a friend about the show. And uh, we appreciate you so much just for that. Uh, so when it comes to these deaths, uh, there, you know, we're not going to do anything that's going to be like considered mega spoiler in terms of something that's like ongoing, something that just recently happened. Let's say a manga chapter that's going to be animated. So we're not going to touch on that stuff. Uh, so for listeners out there that may be expecting like character X, Y, and Z from A, B, and C, you know, that we're not going to reference them out of respect for the anime only watchers out there. Uh, but for, for people that are potentially like, you know, watching some of these older series for the first time, I do want to give a disclaimer uh, and give you a little breakdown of different series that we are going to reference a death from. Just so, you know, if you are watching this and you hate spoilers, we don't fuck it over for you. Yeah, we're going to spoil about it. Decades worth of different series. Yeah. Uh, so number one, uh, of course, we have Naruto. If you've seen Naruto, you know it's got a buttload of them. Uh, we got some One Piece stuff. Uh, believe it or not, we do have something from Dragon Ball. As much of a meme as that is, we do have something from Dragon Ball. Uh, Akinya Kill, Death Note, Full Metal Alchemist, Doctor Stone, Fairy Tail. Um, let's see, uh, Trigun, Yu Yu Hakusho, Assassination Classroom. Uh, um, uh, which ones are yours? Requiem of the Phantom, Gurren Logan, and Code Geass. Yes, and I think that's everything, right? That's uh, that's everything we've got. 
I don't think I missed anything. No, yeah, you hit them all. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all the series that we're going to be talking about here today. Uh, like I said, you know, if you're rewatching or just watching any of these for the first time and you don't like spoilers, this is probably not the cast for you. You should probably leave. We're not labeling it as a spoiler cast just because this is old. You know, if you haven't seen it at this point, I don't know what to tell you. It's a bonus cast. Get over it. And if you choose to still listen to it, you obviously don't care. And we thank you for that. Yeah, we thank you for not caring because we don't fucking care. <laughs> All right, so let's kick things off. Uh, how, Josh, how about you kick things off, man? Let's kick things off with a couple things that you got. What you, what you got on your list? You know, keep in mind also, this is not a ranking list. Like I already said, we basically just have one big list from all three of us put together in no order whatsoever. We're not going to sit here and duplicate stuff. So, Josh, why don't you kick things off? What a couple that you got? Yeah, a couple I got that aren't on the big main list are uh, Nicholas D. Wolfwood from Trigun. Um, just because, you know, he was the main character. He helped um, in the big fight. Um, he, even, he was eventually killed by his, his master who was under one of the big bad's control and, you know, just kind of died alone, um, which, you know, kind of hit the main character Bash really hard and uh, Bash ends up using his uh, weapon Punisher uh, for one of the final fights, which, you know, was really dope. It was a pretty uh, impactful death. Um, the other one I got, I, I put as a meme just because <laughs> he doesn't really die, but Yusuke Yurameshi from Yu Show episode one where he technically does die, uh, how that's impactful that. is, there wouldn't be a show if that hadn't happened. So I had to throw that in there. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I respect that. Zach, what are, what are some that you've got that you have picked out? I mean, some that... Now, here's where we're going to get into some spoilers, people, because a lot of mine are don't happen until the end of their series. <laughs> so, uh, oh, hey, can I throw out there real quick? Go ahead. Is the Sashinichi classroom actually, like, the anime over? Yeah, no, the anime finished a couple years ago, and it actually does the entire series, so the entire series is animated. Okay, good, good, good. I just know that it's not dubbed. Yeah, no, yet, it's not. So. Okay, that's yeah. what I wanted to make sure before you started your list, and just, like, wait, we were trying not to spoil things. Yeah, no, the actual entire series has been animated. Um, as far as I'm aware, it's all animated. Cause I only all right. But, yeah. But, yeah, uh, that, sorry, I just want to make sure. So mine from Assassination Classroom is definitely the big ending, which is Kuro Sensei finally dying, just because it's it becomes a whole thing. So the whole series is if that's you, the point. You yeah, know? the whole series is these kids yeah. and this class, and their whole goal is to kill their teacher, who's a giant tentacle monster. Tentacle monster who can destroy <laughs> the world at any given time he wants to. I mean, if we ever do a backstory thing, his is also his backstory is going to be on my list because just his backstory is just completely out of left field and unexpected. You know, that's I've, I haven't thought about doing that, but now that you mention it, that sounds like a lot of fun. We might have to do a backstory <laughs> bonus cast in the future. Because uh, at the end of the series, it becomes this whole thing because their school's on this mountain, and just all of a sudden, after things that's happened, all the governments who've been looking to kill Kuro Sensei all join together to kill him in this whole big plot. And how much rat and everything are going to kill him and everything. And Kuro Sensei in his last moments gathers up all his students, gives each one of them a piece of advice one last time after all these events that have happened in this series, and asks them to kill him. And like, this is sort of heart-wrenching because these kids have grown and attached to their Sensei and fought with him and whatnot. And just, they now got to off him. <laughs> right. And it's just one big moment to just really encapsulate everything that's happened and the growth of the attachment of this entire class and their teacher and just him sort of doing one last middle finger to all the government's like, 
yeah, no, I'm going to give it to these kids and help them out one last time. But I mean, overall, it's just that moment was greatly impactful for ending. And just the series is great. If, if anyone's ever been curious about Assassination Classroom, I recommend to go watch it. It's a very good series. Um, the next one's from more, it's sort of a cult series, I believe, because y'all don't really see it pop up a whole lot unless it's referenced to a group of people talking about it, it is Requiem of the Phantom. Um, it's honestly been a while since I've watched the series, but it's another one where this death happens right at the end of the series that it's just always stuck with me. Our main character in it, Reggie, um, him and the other girl in it, who I believe his name is Ren. I could be wrong. I didn't go back and check on the her, but the main series is they've, they're forced to become assassins. It's sort of destroying them inside mentally and whatnot. And he finally decides with her to, escape this organization they've been forced to be part of and everything in the entire series. They fought their way out of it, managed to get away from the main people, even killed some of the top heads and everything. And the last scene is just they've escaped. They're just in regular clothes. They're in the countryside looking and whatnot. And she's sort of gone in at this point. She's sort of fallen into a repressed mental state where She's almost acting like a younger age, not necessarily child age, but like mid-teens and sort of just following and working with them. And they're, and she's off looking at this field of flowers and he's standing behind her and just this r- random old guy driving a cart happens to be an assassin because the hit that was put on him was never taken off after the organization was destroyed and just pops of one right in the heart. Just this old man you see throughout this entire scene just pops him, continues going, says a farewell message to him, and our MC just lays up against a tree right there and dies, and she, and our heroine has no idea and just is staring at that field, has no idea how this, this has happened, and that's how the series ends. It was heart-wrenching seeing that because that's how the series decided to end. I mean, because that, as I said, it's been years since I've watched it, but that death has stuck with me which is how well done it was after everything and that happened. Uh, my next one would be Kamina from Gurren Logan. This is a much more popular series than Requiem that a lot of people know. Kamina's death happens in the mid-series when they're in their final fight against their, um, I forgot what they're called, but the alien invaders. Kamina, in the final fight, sacrifices a life, gives sort of a boost confidence to our MC and the group to... F- uh, fight and finish off the aliens, which leads into <coughs> the second half of the series of a time skip where things have changed after fending off the aliens and everyone sort of changed and whatnot. And it's just a big moment right there in the mid-series of this character that's sort of been seen as their leader and everything. Just He sacrifices them one last time to give everyone the hope and everything they needed and confidence to lead into the second half, which is very good. Um it's always good to have like that mid-series big death that yes. catapults you into the rest, which we actually have another one on this list we'll get we'll get to here in a little bit. And which it was also a very good point because at that point in time really opened up Kamina's character right before his death because he's seen more or less as just this confident guy the entire time and just a long moment where he sort of opens up and sort of just like, yeah, I'm just another guy, but I can't show that to everyone else. <laughs> and then... Which I've mentioned it before in one of our other things, Lelouch from Code Geass. Yep. Just his death at the end of the s- series just completely flips everything that's happened. 
in that series, towards especially that second half when Immortalist looks like he's pretty much just going to become a dictator of the world. And then just right at the end of the series, you realize that his plan all along was for him to die. So he goes, there's a whole war with everyone getting him to f- make him the big number one enemy just to kill himself. Like, talk about self-sacrifice. He literally right. wanted to bring peace to the world because of a <clears throat> communist sister, because of a wish to his sister He wanted, who was blind. He wanted the first thing for her to see was a peaceful world, which he unfortunately didn't get to fulfill that because she gained her vision, unfortunately, during his plans. But, um... Yeah, no, just after everything in that series, all the wars, the planning and everything, fighting everyone, double-crossing people and whatnot, all just to off yourself. I mean, it was just complete flip of the script that was great, that was extremely well done and everything. Just completely caught you off guard kind of thing? Yeah, no, it completely caught everyone off guard when it happened. Right, right. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, those are my main four that or separate from our large list here we're about to hit. Yeah, yeah, we got a large list that we all kind of shared. And, uh, um, one more. Alexander Hamilton from Helsing Ultimate. Okay. he's. The, I respect that. Do you know what happens in Helsing Ultimate? Not to the full extent. I the, I only know because of Team Four Star. Okay. So, <laughs> so you know because of the troll. But, I mean, to be fair, Team, if you want sort of a quick watching of Helsing Ultimate... The Team Four Star parody isn't actually that bad. It actually encompasses the main story actually pretty well and just throws in those characters that actually fits the series very well. <laughs> Honestly, if those were the main characters in the series, the series wouldn't change too much. <laughs> but uh, Alexander's death in the series towards the end there just really encompasses this character of he is this being and this is what he's willing to do, even if it means his own death. His whole goal was to kill Alucard, and even in the face of having to become a monster himself, he was going to make his attempt to kill Alucard. Well, with that said, let's hop into our bigger list that we've got here where it's like a lot of, like, where all three of us kind of shared these same ones. Uh, Josh, why don't you kick us off, dude? You know, you're the One Piece expert here at this show, so why don't you kick us off and talk about some of these One Piece ones that we have? Because these are some pretty massive ones. All right. Um, I'll just go in in chronological order which ones happen. Um and we'll start with the Going Mary, which a lot of people wouldn't think is an important death, but for the series, you know, the Going Mary was a character in the series, um, and it got them through pretty much the first half of their adventure. Um, so after, I cried over a fucking boat. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people did. Like after the Sky Sky Pia arc, uh, you know, it's all. Like destroyed, mangled. And, like, who you know, would thought we would get such a large backstory on a ship? Right? <laughs> right, yeah. And, you know, it, it even, like, introduces, uh, like, ship spirits. Yeah, That, yeah. you know, help, help fix, fix it up, but only if the ship's loved enough. Yeah. Um, and even comes in to save them at the end of the, uh, the any, any lobbies arc. Um, and yeah, that, yes. that's what made, yeah. yeah. That's what made what happened next. Uh, so horrible it when they hurt so much more it. after In's lobby. Yeah, it did. yeah. <laughs> Rip <laughs> the boat. To, yeah, decided to do a give it, give the Marriott final farewell, and uh, it you know that it was kind of emotional for a boat. I, I'm not gonna lie. When everyone's just there crying as it's on fire, like remembering like all the past times they had with it. Like, oh, you, you know, there's always one it, thing I've always thought about going Mary is. Did you think the butler who made it, Mary, go, 
something's happened. Or ever- you know that's <laughs> that's a good point because like the ship spirit did look like Mary. Yes. So I wonder if if he, he was just like he just like grabbed his chest and was like something's wrong. Um. And then next, because. Sounds Let's like Josh might here. have murdered someone. You know, we're talking about <laughs> yeah. deaths here. We hear sirens in the I, background. Josh, who did you kill? I was next to a fire station. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but next, uh, so One Piece doesn't really have that many deaths. It's, you know, one of those shows. It really doesn't, not, but the few that it has is fucking massive. Yeah, I guess not <laughs> a lot of people die. And these two are probably the most massive ones of the entire series. Like, yep. yeah, Mary, the ship was big but when it gets to the uh, the summit war and i want to point and, out with these two sorry to cut you off josh when it comes to these good. two deaths what's so interesting about these two they both happen around the exact same time basically but what's so interesting about these two is that for one of the deaths was a massive impact for the reader because of how like much people love the character and how much it impacted our main cast of, of characters but meanwhile on the flip side the other death for the other character was such a massive impact on what was going to happen for the plot going forward yeah. which which is really interesting with how much these two deaths impacted, but in different ways of that, impact. Those were extremely well done, just in the way, especially because at that point, we had this was the main introduction of Whitebeard. Yeah. Because before this, yeah. Whitebeard only showed up like once or twice, but in like minor spots. Yeah. Yeah. So and was only whole, mentioned, I think, in passing. Yeah. And so the whole summit word was really great. And just we had Ace, who's a character who we've known for quite some time now. And then Whitebeard. A character we've heard referenced a couple times, it sort of encompasses his legend in just that small amount of, I'll say small, but during that just single arc yep. with Whitebeard, it just how big of a character is and just how, because people actually still felt Whitebeard's loss, even though it was such a small time since introduction to his untimely death. Yep, yep. yep. And like you were saying, Alex, what's you know, really important is both of these deaths, which have been really the only few actual people deaths in one piece. True. They just impacted the story from that point forward. Yeah, um, which is really cool. And like we've said, it's Ace and Whitebeard, um, which both of those happened within just a few chapters, a few episodes of each other, and both died in different ways to different people, and both had different impacts, but were both huge in their own way. Yeah, because um, you know Ace's death impacted Luffy, which ended up having him like you know give up on everything, and then being trained by uh, Rayleigh and getting his gear four powers, his scar on his chest. Yeah, and um, uh, when it comes to that ace death, that ace death is what basically set up the time skip because that's, yeah. at that point is, you know, with Josh, I want to say you talked about this in detail either in the spoiler cast or or something else involving One Piece. At one point on this show, you've talked about it, where, you know, Ace's death was like that first kind of defining moment where, Luffy's just like, oh, I can't just go in and just beat everyone up, you know, that yeah. you know, like like he has up to that point where yeah. it was a realization, okay, there are actually really stronger people out there. Ace was sort of really a big trigger because when you go a little bit further, which go on a small tangent, let's hopefully... Um, Do I need to play the button? No. Okay, um, we'll save that. <laughs> Ace, him, Luffy finding out Ace was captured led to him going to Impel Down and fighting the warden there and discovering yeah. that he couldn't defeat everyone, which was sort of the lead into that, eventually leading to Summit War and Ace's death on, and getting that realization. Yep. Yeah, and the other point to it is uh, the whole psychological thing of Luffy, Luffy 
realizing he can't beat everyone because he looks up to Ace. Ace was the one that left first to go be a pirate. He became a commander in Whitebeard's fleet. Mm-hmm. Like to Luffy, he was the strongest. He was something he went he wanted to be like. And then finding out that you know strength isn't everything. Because um, of course, devil fruit powers they all have strengths and weaknesses. And fire happened to be weak to magma, which you know makes sense because magma is way harder than just normal fire. Um, just kind of showed him that just because you're strong, just because you have a special power doesn't mean that you can't easily just be killed. Um, so the whole psychological thing, because if Luffy couldn't protect him, he couldn't protect anybody. Um, and then on the flip side, we have Whitebeard, which as we now know, thanks to the anime and the manga, Whitebeard had the second highest bounty throughout the entire series. Yeah. He was considered at this point in time at the Marineford War arc, the strongest person in in the story. Yep. So the fact that he had died was another big thing because he was one of the last of um, the like the golden age. Yeah, yeah, the golden age of pirates. Uh, he was the strongest, um, the most well-known, the most feared. Yep. Um, being one of the four warlords, or the four emperors, sorry, not warlords, being one of the four emperors of the sea, being the strongest one, like him going down just kind of like shifted the plot along and really you know, changed the balance of things. Yeah. Uh, most definitely. And dying to, uh, to Blackbeard as well, which really kind of showed at that point who the main enemy of the story was actually going to be because before this Blackbeard only shows up in Skypea for a little bit. And then, until down and you still don't really know what he's going to do until he kills Whitebeard and reveals that, or until he kills Whitebeard and reveals that he can steal devil fruit. And at that point you're like, the Marines, the Marines aren't the bad guys anymore. These other pirates that he's going up against, they're not the bad guys anymore. Blackbeard, it's been Blackbeard the entire time. Um, so yeah, those deaths were just super impactful for the, the entire story from going forward. Shout out to uh, Ace's like line, whatever, where he's in tears and he thanks everyone for loving him. Such yeah, that, that hurt. <laughs> oh man, it still hurts. Yeah, no, like those those two deaths, man. That they had they anyone that uh, follows anime, you know, knows about that. You know, these serious deaths should have known those were going to be on there because they they both just play such a huge part, man. Yeah, and shout out to Oda for the only, basically the only two deaths in his series so far being so impactful. True both emotionally and story-wise. Like. Yeah, because both those deaths blew up on social media. First time when they were in the manga, each, and then second time each time they showed oh. up in the anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. All right, so let's hop over from there. Uh, I guess next I'll hit my, my one Dragon Ball one. You know, I know it seems like a joke where everyone is going to ask, like, okay, what fucking Dragon Ball death could you really have on there? Because, you know... Is it Yamcha? Yeah, because everyone fucking comes back. You know, I will say... You know, even though everyone comes back, there were some emotional deaths, but I can't include them on this list, you know, legitimately just because everyone comes back. Chiaotsu's death was sad. Uh, Goku's sacrifice itself was sad. And then, of course, Vegeta's sacrifice. Those were those were all like some sad ones, but ultimately they they didn't fucking matter. That's just a special shout out. But the one that did matter, the only one that I'll actually reference in Dragon Ball Z is Gohan in the History of Trunks special. That was a very impactful death for Trunks, and it was such a beautiful scene. 
uh, you know, the the rain setting, Gohan just being face down in the fucking rain, Trunks finding, then Trunks is basically that him at that moment, Trunks, you know, unlocking his Super Saiyan abilities through the you know uh, pain of loss, you know, which is something that at, at this point we've already seen Goku stress so much about to Gohan in the hot bog time chamber uh, during his training uh, in the actual main series. But honestly, yeah, that Gohan death in the history of Trunks is really the only one I can think of in Dragon Ball that actually mattered in the end. That's the better way to put it. In the end. It's the only one that actually mattered. In the end, it did matter. I mean, it there's an matter. argument there, but I'm going to let you have it. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate there's, you. There's a ton of arguments. So yeah, we'll just leave it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, all right. So let's hop up from there. Let's hit uh, Let's hit a fairy tale one. So I have a big beef with fairy tale. Okay. <laughs> you you guys, as my friends, know this. If you guys listen to the, anime, the normal show of Anime Plus, I may have reference. I have a big beef with fairy tale. Okay. I like the series, but I fucking hate how they don't fucking kill people. Because, like, they constantly tease it or set it up that someone's going to die, and then they don't actually die. This is one of the one few fucking times that someone died. Zach was about to fucking say something. I saw it. He had, he was he was about to. <laughs> then he stopped, and he took a drink. He let it go. Because, like, my big... The one that I always like to point out is fucking Makarov. How many fucking times did this dude, like, air quotes, die in this fucking series? Like, I'm pretty sure... I think five different times. This old man needs to die or not. Like we need to we we need to stop this. But the one death in this series that actually really did matter for this character being, you know, f- referenced from the very first chapter, very first episode up to when the character was finally legitimately really revealed in the present, you know, from present to death was a very short time frame that he was here, but even so the little time that he was here was so impactful and that's Igneal. Uh the fire dragon, the one that raised Natsu, uh he Along with other dragons, uh, such as uh, Metacolana, I'm trying to remember their names. Uh, Gardena, is that the Sky Dragon? I think. Don't look at me. Um, I don't remember the the white and the white and shadow dragon names, but they were all living within their respective dragon slayers, waiting for the right opportunity to come out and try to fight Acnologia because of how much of a threat Acnologia was to the world. You know. Igneal being like the king of the dragons is how they've referred to him with the exception of Acnologia. Everyone knew it's like, okay, if Igneal can't beat Acnologia, no one can. So you finally get the big reveal that Igneal is alive. Yeah, he's been inside Natsu this entire time. You get a very beautiful, beautiful fucking fight uh, between Acnologia and Igneal. And then during this fight, when they're going like, you know, crossing each other in one big clash, Acnologia basically rips like half of Igneal's body in half. Like, just like an entire chunk of his body is just missing. You know, first off, that was really just fucking brutal. But then what really just made the scene so impactful is like, you know, I want to say Igneal at this point in, in this particular moment I'm referencing. I want to say he was already passed. I don't think it was he was almost passing and Natsu was getting his last words. I think he was already passed at this point of just Natsu. Like, you know, you know, you don't really see this kind of emotion out of Natsu throughout the entire series. And we're pretty deep into the series at this point. Just Natsu having so much like, you know, just shedding complete tears at his you know, father's dead body saying all these different things that, you know, he wants to show Igneal how strong he's gotten. He wants to show Igneal how much he's learned and introduce Igneal to his friends. It it was just a very impactful moment. One of the only deaths in that fucking series that actually matters might be, it might be the only one that matters. I can't think of anything else that actually fucking matters. Fairy tales, a fucking joke with the deaths, except for that one. That one was fucking huge. Mm -hmm. That one was fucking huge. Hope you don't expect any from Eden zero. 
Well, we already had one. Oh, well, that's a shame. Never mind. Yeah, we already had one. Uh, Doesn't matter if he came back as a robot. Not that one. No. <laughs> not that one. No, we we did our we did have one uh, already, uh, but it was one of those ones that happens like off screen, capping, you know, kind of kind of deal. But we're not going to talk about that. Okay. Um, so let's hop over to another one, another series that uh, this series is very very good about pulling at your heartstrings. And that's Full Metal Alchemist. Let's hop over to that one. In a lot of people's opinions, Full Metal Alchemist actually has one of the easily top five deaths in anime, in a lot of people's opinions. And we'll kick off with that one being Maze Hughes. Maze Hughes is considered, from a lot of different stuff that I looked at go- going into this, just kind of giving myself a little bit of a refresher on a few different things you know, to help build my list. Uh, Maze Hughes was consistently within that top five, usually at number one. A lot of, you know, this was a very emotional scene as this... this uh, this dude that's, you know, obviously so, you know, attached to his daughter. He's such a loving father, wants the best for his daughter, best for his, you know, his wife, whatever. You know, he's helping out Roy, you know, investigating the homunculus and everything. And then just to his last, the last thing he got to see was his own wife, technically, you know, his own wife kill him because of the homunculus envy. Mm-hmm. It's just that moment where he's trying, you know, he's already fucking hurt from Envy in this situation. He's at the phone booth, the phone booth that all Full Metal Alchemist fans know so well, uh, trying Hell to call yeah. trying to call Roy. does get a hold of Roy a little too late, unfortunately. You At the end, you can hear Roy saying, hey, Hughes, Hughes, what's wrong? Uh, you know, he turns to shoot Envy, and he, he can't because it's Envy impersonated his wife, and he's just in shock, and then and then obviously dies there holding, I think, I think he wasn't he holding a picture of his daughter? Yes, okay. he is. Which helps just add to the fucking scene, dude. It's so goddamn emotional. That Macy was he he didn't deserve to die. He was a great character. No, he was. And and then of course when it comes to uh Mays Hughes' death, uh the impact that it had on Roy Mustang mm-hmm. in in you know it, that impact helped deliver one of my personal favorite scenes in an anime. Uh, being when he unleashed his fury on lust, and um, this is referencing Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, his death did not get its full vengeance in the original, um, but in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, when he just unleashed his fucking fury on lust and envy later as well. Uh, but the lust one was fucking awesome. It already had a great setup as it was, where he comes in and he fucking seared his wound shut. And he fucking carved his trans, you know, his circle mm-hmm. on his hand because he didn't have his gloves. And then just, just fucking roasting lo- lust alive, man. Beautiful scene, but also tying into Roy's loss there from one of his best friends. Uh, just one of my favorite lines in the series of after the funeral's complete, you know, and they're still out there, whatever. You know, Roy makes the comment that it's a terrible day for rain. And, you know, yeah. you know, Hawkeye says it's yeah. not raining, sir. And he said, yes, it is. And then he starts to cry. And she's like, ah, yes, it is, sir. Yeah. Great fucking line to add to that entire thing. Oh, my God. That, that's one of the few things. I mean, all of Soul Metal Alchemist is good. But that's, like, that always stands out. Like, it's a terrible day for rain. Oh, God. Yeah. It hit so hard. And then another one from Full Metal um, that really just tears at people's heartstrings quite a bit is obviously Nina Tucker. So you know what? I think I'm partially a heartless person because I feel nothing for Nina. Do you really? No, oh. I, feel, I feel nothing for her. I, I feel the dog. I I I felt for. I felt for the whole thing, man. I, I mean, it was a, a good. Well, it was a good scene for the context of it, but honestly, yeah. in death terms, I mean, I felt nothing to be honest. Yeah. I want to point out that when it comes to Nina Tucker, 
one of my favorite things to do is to get any sort of Nina Tucker meme that I come across and send it to Andy. And he hates it so fucking much. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, But I mean, the Nina Tucker situation, uh, everything about it leading it's it. Okay. Her death itself is not as emotional as the buildup. No, that's the better way to put this. Like she basically, with that said, I would consider this more as a very strong honorable mention because her death is not like you. It's not as like where you're where you're in tears. You're in tears. What happened up before that is is when you really start to feel the emotion, especially in Full Full Metal Alchemist, the 2003 anime. Mm -hmm. They did the Nina Tucker arc that those few episodes so much better in the original series in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And the reason why is because Full Malcolm's Brotherhood, the first like 10 episodes, is a quick, more or less a recap of the first 20 episodes of Full Metal. Because Full Metal Alchemist was, uh, you know, a really slow, steady build up yeah. pace of what was happening in the manga. And then they, that's when they, you know, divvied it off and did their own thing. Yeah, did their own thing. You know, meanwhile, Brotherhood, you know, quickly ran through that to get back to the manga content. So the if you really want to hit the emotion on that with the Shao Tucker arc and everything and Nina. The 2003 anime, in my opinion, is the way to go because you know it, that that one really fucking just rips at your heartstrings quite a bit. Um, Josh, why don't you give a special shout out to Doctor Stone? Uh, there is one in Doctor Stone. You don't actually get to see the death, but it's it, you know this particular death, man. It has a lot of impact on like the first arc of the series. Um, you know, there the it's definitely got some emotion into it, especially out of our protag. You know, you finally you get to have you get to have a moment of where you see our protag really actually show emotion. So why don't you uh, give a little shout out to Doctor Stone here? Yeah, uh, that death would be. Uh, oh, sorry, fuck you. Bakiaga, I'm butchering his name. You I'm just sorry. didn't want to say it, did you, Alex? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I butchered names so much. I hand that one off to Josh because I didn't want to butcher it. Uh, thanks. You had me butcher it. All right. Uh, think it's, think it's well, now that, now that I got called out on it, it doesn't matter. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. What the f- That's my reaction right now. Is it Bakuya? Yes. Anyway, Senku's dad. (laughs) Senku's dad. Just leave it at that. God damn it. (laughs) It's Senku's dad because, you know, you watch Dr. Stone, you read Dr. Stone. He was in space when the uh, the whole petrification thing happened. So he wasn't wasn't affected by it. But uh, they eventually came back to Earth, realized that humanity is now gone. And uh, he had faith in the sun. He had a lot of faith in the sun. True. That... One day his son was going to wake up and he was going to make everything right. So he did his best to leave behind anything he could to help him, um, including Ishigami Village, yep. which was a big thing in season one. Um, but yeah, it you know you get that emotional side of Senku because uh, you know at this point you don't really see any emotional side of Senku because he's kind no. of like emotionless. Yeah, he's just like a super realist. Um, he's more or less going, yeah. well, the world's how it is. It's no time to think about the past. we got to progress forward. Yeah, basically. You know, we had one little scene uh, where they, you know, got the, uh, which I don't remember if this took place before or after um, when Sinku actually did express emotion. I think it was before uh, when they he had the, the, the recording 
mm-hmm. you know, there was that little moment where, you know, uh, his father was going to say something kind of emotional to Senku. And then his father was like, nah, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you're not like that. You don't like that stuff. You know, I, I know this is news to you, Zach, cause you haven't read it or watched it, but th- that's essentially what happens is that, you know, he's just like, you know, it's like Senku, you know, he's about to say something really emotional, like son, you know, father to son. And then he's just like, ah, never mind. You're not about that. You know, eh, fuck it. Yeah. And Senku laughs. He's like, <laughs> he knows me so well. Uh, and then, you know, later on you do get the moment where Senku was at the, the grave site and he was, he was left alone at this moment. Mm-hmm. It's dark. The scene was set really perfectly. And, you know, he, you see his, his fist clench and, and you do, you know, see tears run down his face. You know, so it was, you know, that is what drives the emotion there. Obviously we don't see the death, but like, you know, in terms of like the plot point and what it had to do to our character, this death had a lot to do, like Josh said, to set up the plot of where we are, you know, cause like Josh said, he had so much faith in Senku that Senku would be the one to fix this. Like when he made this recording, you know, saying, you know, blah, 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 blah about, you know, what got us here. You know, he kind of then trailed off. He's like, you know, where the recording says, Senku, it's you, isn't it? You know, that's that's listening to this. Like he had that much faith. So like Josh said, did everything he could to set his son up for success to help rebuild the world. So while you didn't get to see the death and while it's obviously not anything gruesome or anything, just because, you know, he just ultimately, I think he he probably just died too. old age. Probably yeah. old age. Yeah. Old age or pneumonia. I don't yeah. remember because I know one of the other astronaut characters died to pneumonia. I don't remember which one or, or a couple of them did. So one of the two. It just it, had, think, uh, it has a lot of impact on the story is the bottom line. I think Sinku's dad and the singer were the only two left. Yeah, they were. They raised the kids. Yeah. So I think they both just died of old age. Okay. And then before we skip off Dr. Stone, I want to just do a shout out to what literally just happened in the most recent chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Hell man. Shout out. Uh, No doubt. I I wish we could say it. I really do, but we we unfortunately can't, but shout out to that. Uh, There was, uh, I'm safely assuming, safely assuming, you know, you, you know, Zach, you, you didn't see the shit that happened that's about to happen in Stone Wars. No. So that's why I'm saying safely assuming we got some deaths here. We'll see. Shout out to that, though. See, the only thing I'm hoping is Suika. Fair. That's the only thing I'm hoping for. If not, I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, another series that I'm not going to go into detail for. I'm just going to literally shout the entire fucking series. <laughs> shout out to Akami Got Kill. They know how to fucking rip at your heartstrings. Regardless of yeah. which version you're aware of. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. If you like a character, well, don't, don't bad, that series. bad news. <laughs> For that series, I would like to reference uh, how people always said, well, um, Game of Thrones is willing to kill people. Uh, not like I could give me a good kill. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, I've watched both series, and yeah. Man, I, dude, I got killed. Killed. I, I, was, I remember before I watched it, you're like, "Hey, you should watch this series. There's a couple of characters I think you'd like, but don't get real attached." <laughs> you you, you suck, like, Alex. I told right. him not to get attached. <laughs> it was uh, it was the wired dude, wasn't it? That you're like, I think you really like that Ubok. character. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. And you're like, don't get too attached. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a great series, dude. Yeah. You know, I want to give a shout out to it because like literally it kills off almost every character, including our pro tag. So shout out to that. Not not I I like a series. I have a lot of respect for series that actually have the gall to kill off their pro tag and 
you know, looking at you, Dragon Ball, actually keeping your pro tag dead. I got a lot of respect for that. Uh, I also want to give a shout out in terms of the manga is a lot more brutal. A mm-hmm. lot more brutal than the anime, man. Lubok's death leading up to it. You got a fucking testicle cr- crushed in torture. Uh, his death was a lot more fucking brutal in the manga than it was in the anime. Uh, so you just shout out to that entire fucking series. Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, I do want to give uh, another little shout out here. Uh, you know, Josh, uh, th- this is not on the list. It's actually funny when I, I when I handed you the One Piece thing, I had that already intentionally planned in my head because I was like, I need to ask Zach a question. <laughs> so I handed you the One Piece thing so I could ask Zach a question. Oh, should this is this good? Should I can I mention this? Uh, I want to give a shout out to Maury Dan in uh, God of High School. No, it's not Maury Dan. Maury Dan is the his fake name in season five right yeah okay so who uh um maury hugh maury hugh thank you i had it mixed up I, yeah i mean i saw maury dan but i know who you were talking about okay so. yeah yeah i'll give a shot to maury hugh i never it's kind of like the boat it's kind of like the boat yeah it I, is. I didn't think i'd fucking cry over a clone right but here i am <laughs> crying over a fucking clone <laughs> he, he was the best more agent standing we could have got yeah I, I i had to ask zach while josh was doing his one piece thing at first like hey is this demon because it got a high school like it's not major mainstream uh we've got like four deaths picked out here that i just want to say that i wish we could talk about but they are four very mainstream series so we're not going to reference them but i imagine if you know you know uh, yeah, but yeah. Maury Hugh, uh, what, you know, God of High School is not as mainstream. Plus, at this point, it's uns- you know that that would be uh, that would be like a season three of the anime that we may not even get. I, we'll get season two. I feel confident in that. Three or four, depending on how they stretch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Maury Hugh, man, it's like going Mary. I didn't think I'd fucking cry over a clone. I, I, I and in reference to that death, um, that death afterwards had one of my favorite moments in God of High School by far, where. Mori Jin finally returns to the battlefield okay, yeah. and he tells, you know, uh, Dewey that, you know, I'll take it from here. And he's, you know, summons fucking thousands of clones of himself. And he tells all of his clones that we're going to have a funeral for Mori Hugh in with the blood of our enemies and fucking, we're going to kill all of our enemies. And that's going to be the funeral for Mori. Hugh. I was like, my man, let's go. <laughs> my man, let's go. Uh, so yeah, big shout out to that. So I think the last uh, series here we have on our list, and I, I purposely saved this one for last because this – wait, two. What's the other one? What yeah, are, yeah. We, we never touched on the first two you have on the list. Well, I, that, that's this – oh, wait, no. I You're see, missing Death Note. I am missing Death Note. Yeah. That's one I almost missed. Yeah, Death Note. Then we'll get to the other one. Uh, yeah, so let's talk on Death Note. Uh, I mean, the series literally has death. And there's a lot of deaths in the series, but in terms of like yeah. your major characters, uh, uh, the biggest one has got to be L. By far. By far. I mean, uh, you know, if you, you know, this series fucking, it, it's, the manga started 2004. At this point, if you don't fucking know, you don't fucking know. Light also dies at the end, uh, which, you know, it's the end of the series. It's your pro tag. But at this point, he's so fucking corrupted and fucked, you don't really feel for it as much. But L, that one was a I, massive one. The other one I would like to say in that series is besides L is uh, Misa's uh, Death God. I can't remember his name. But the one who oh, looked like wrapped in bandages, yeah. his whole decision yeah. of having to being forced by light to sacrifice himself to save her because he f- fell in love with his contractor. More or less. Well, I, yeah, I don't yeah. necessarily if he fell in love, but he did grow attached to her. Right. Yeah. That's a good shout out. I didn't think about that one. That's a really good shout out. Josh, you were about to say something. I was going to say uh, light death is, is pretty impactful depending on how you look at it because 
I don't know. Once you kind of watch the series, at a certain point, you do start rooting for Light, even though he is kind of like goes from protag to antag. You're just kind of like, I want him to get away with it. I want him to live. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, I kind of want him to keep going. I don't want him to die yet. My so. my thing was when it came to Light there right at the end, the last little bit, I reference it. I'm going to reference this kind of similar to like probably what Zach and I both feel when it comes to ordinary, un, un, uh, unordinary with uh, the protag John over there and how John's flipping his shit. It, get, it, get, it got to a point where it's just like, yo, I don't even, I don't even fucking care about you at this point. At this point, it, I can't, I can't root for you at this point. Yeah. That's how, yeah. that's basically how I felt towards light right at the end. Josh, how you felt what you're saying here. That's how I felt throughout the whole series up until the end. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Death Note Part Two. Is basically is what I'm gonna reference it. Basically, after the L death, I, I'm not the biggest fan. It, I thought it was okay. I think the first half is much better than well, the second. Okay. Yeah, let's... and I will say the first time I watched it, I did miss a lot of what we're calling Part Two. Right. So, a lot of the craziness. I, mean, um, I would like to go on a further tangent of this, but we can do that as a different cast if we specifically want to do Death Note because I feel if I add it, we'll go too far. But okay, <laughs> fair. <laughs> Yeah, just shout out to the L Death Man. That was a huge turning point for the series in a lot of different ways. Uh, and, and a conclusion to, in my opinion, one of the greatest battles in anime history that doesn't actually really involve any fighting. I love that mental chess match that, between that them two. That was one of the, at the time, I think there's a couple more now, but one of the best intellectual fights we got in a series. I, I will never forget the hype that I had when I was watching Death Note for the very first time. It's like episode three or four where you had the fake L stand in yeah. and lights just like, Oh f- fuck you and kills them. And yeah. then, uh, then the real L that you see the L pop up. He's like, Oh, by the way, this was not a worldwide broadcast. This broadcast was only in this one area. So I know exactly where you are. I was just like, Oh, here we fucking go. Oh, this is, yeah, about, oh, this is about to be some good shit. So I'll never forget that moment. One, great fight there. Uh, all right. So now since I almost missed L, it's one letter. Okay. I just looked over my bad. <laughs> it has a giant gap next to it under. Fuck off. I just looked over it. My bad. Um, so now we're going to finish things off with uh, Naruto as the last series talked about. And the reason I want to save this one for last is because just shout out to fucking Naruto. This series has a lot of fucking deaths in it. I want to give some special shout outs to uh, Lady Chio. Uh, first arc of uh, Naruto Shippuden. She, that's the only time she was there, but god damn it, was she a great fucking character. Uh, the death, really, you really fucking felt it uh, because of, well, the death of Gara, yeah. <laughs> who she, you know, she was able to resurrect with her own life. She literally gives her life to keep up the new generation. Yeah. Uh, in the first series, uh, this one was a huge turning point for the, for the, uh, the first half of the show was the death of the third Hokage. Uh, that was a huge turning point, a very emotional turning point for everyone involved. Um, you know, we eventually got to see the deaths of Minato and Kushina. We had to see what mm-hmm. happened all those years ago with the nine-tailed fox. You actually see that get played out. Asuma, of course. I mean, who can forget that? You know, that death. If you're a Naruto fan, uh, what the massive impact that it had on Shikamaru. Uh, one of my favorite yeah. shots from that is when him and his father. We're, we're playing uh, or whatever the game's called. I don't remember. Like Shogi, Shogi. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Shogi. They were playing Shogi and Shikamaru, like, you know, his dad would keep, keep on saying a couple things and then Shikamaru flipped his shit and threw the table, whatever. And his dad basically told him, hey, it's okay to cry. I'm going to leave you alone. You can cry. That was yeah. great, great I, moment there. 
Go ahead, Josh. You know, I'm glad you mentioned Osimo because I completely forgot about that, but that one did hit really hard when it happened. Just and like I, how you forgot that you read Naruto, huh? Yeah, I know. And <laughs> what's even worse about that part is like Osimo's death came to heat came like came from Hedon, and I really like Hedon as a character, and I completely forgot that he killed Osimo. <laughs> Very, very emotional death on that one. Uh, and then yeah. obviously uh, part one as well, uh, Zabuzan Haku. You know, that was, uh, it really tied to your uh, heartstrings there at the end. And I got to say, watching Naruto for the first time, uh, Zabuza going on that killing spree, which is the kunai in his mouth. Was that was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's such an odd moment too, because it's just like, so we've watched him fight Kakashi and everything in the short match. And just, you see him go up against those goons at the end when he's and just realized, he was a lot stronger than they showed. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. And uh, in terms of Zabuzan Haku, one of uh, just it's one of those like really emotional heartstring moments as well as during the the fourth Great Ninja War when they're reincarnated, they cross paths with uh, Kakashi once again, and you know they reference it where it's just like you know here we are again, and you know before they they lose their consciousness and just become fighting dolls basically, uh, they they ask Kakashi to end them, uh, you know leading up into that fight, and then ironically enough. Haku got fucking lightning bladed through the chest again, just like how it originally happened. <laughs> Shout out to that. Um, let's see what uh, you know, I'm. I'm holding off on the on the two massive ones. Obviously, what are some other ones that we can talk about before we lead up to that? I mean, I, we could reference Nagato. Nagato, yes, that that's that that was a big one. Uh, in, right before that, we had a you know a very brief emotional death of, of Kakashi, who was brought back thanks to Nagato. Um, uh, trying to draw a blank. Oh, some other characters here. Obviously, Obito finally biting the dust there at the end, playing hero. Mm-hmm. Um, even though this character is already dead, the departure is one of the most emotional scenes in the series to me. Of when you know the uh, reincarnation jutsu that uh, I think it was Orochimaru had cast was fading. Mm-hmm. So this is when the fourth Hokage was fading right at the end, and Naruto had his fi- final little speech to. You know, his dad. That's one a very emotional moment. Just special shout out to that one. Um Neji. Neji. One, oh, the, yeah. The I'm, one nobody saw coming. Yeah, the one yeah. no one saw coming. Yeah, Neji. Um sa- sacrificing himself to protect Naruto. Complete, you know, the you know, a great character arc completed, you know, from how he once was, him and Naruto fighting obviously once upon a time in the Chunin exams. Um yeah, I mean Naruto, man, it doesn't pull any fucking punches when it comes to the deaths. They they fucking go at it, and then the the two main ones that everyone's gonna look at for Naruto is obviously the first one being Jiraiya. Uh, Naruto is a teacher and someone who, you know, Naruto looked up as like a father figure, and also, you know, I guess more or less technically, uh, Jiraiya is the one who more or less got the name for Naruto mm-hmm. thanks to his book. You know, yeah. Jiraiya trained Minato, and Minato wanted to name uh, his child Naruto after the main character from Jiraiya's book. And, you know, his death, <clears throat> it's one of those things that, like, even though you knew he was going into a not great of a situation, you know, Sonata definitely tried to get him to not go. Uh, it's still one of those deaths that you didn't see coming because you just, like, dry. oh, that's dry. you know, come on. I mean, it's, he's yeah, so look- strong. He's not going to lose. And he just gets fucking just gang-banged. By all the pains. This is where you find yeah. out about all the pains. And you kind of figure yeah. out how more how and it works. All their different powers and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, and just completely fucks dry, even though he went sage mode and everything. Yeah, it, you saying that actually makes me think, do small shout-out to Bleach, uh, Captain Yamato from Bleach, because he was sort of mm-hmm. very similar at that time when uh, the Quincy War was starting, when the fight against Yamato was like, it's Captain Yamato. 
then he died, and you're like, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't see that coming. And, you know, then obviously with Jiraiya's death, you know, not, you know, the one that killed him being Pain, being run by Nagato, and, you know, Conan was also there. Keep in mind, those were two of his students. Yep. So two of his students are the ones that killed Jiraiya. And uh, just the massive impact this had on Naruto completely broke him. And then, you know, some, uh, uh, you know, the message that he left behind on the back of the, the Toad Sage's back, where only Naruto ended up being able to decipher it because Naruto recognized one character uh, mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, this character is actually this. He just has messy handwriting. You know, it's just it, it's just one of those, you know, real emotional moments between, you know, like a father-son dynamic. Um, and then flipping over from there, the other one that was really impactful, but it was really impactful after the fact mm-hmm. was Itachi's death. Uh, obviously up to this point, Itachi has been made out to be this fucking just terrible fucking human being. You know, he's a piece of shit. He annihilated his entire fucking family just to test his own powers. That's how it was all built. Sasuke's devoted his entire life to kill his brother. His brother finally dies. And I'm pretty sure everyone that was reading the manga weekly or everyone that was watching the anime, uh, as the episodes were coming out, were all shocked when it got to his death where he was approaching Sasuke against the wall and instead of trying to take his eye, he just tapped him on the forehead like he did when he was a little kid. I think everyone at that moment was just like, what just happened? Like, yeah. did, does he actually, what? what? Itachi had the, one of the most weirdest redemption arcs ever. He really did, you know, and then uh, after that, you know, happened, that's where, you know, uh, Toby, um, who's posing as Madara right at this point, is uh, breaks down Itachi's true story that he was a double agent for the Leaf, basically. You know, he had to kill his family per the Leaf because they were planning a coup. You know, it just a whole thing, man. And it put in, in that moment, everyone's just like, okay, Itachi's the best character. I love Itachi. You went from yeah. hating Itachi to loving Itachi in one fucking chapter. The weird thing, there was people still liked Itachi just because of his sort of bigger brother bad boy expression then we got his backstory and he's like now I just love Itachi because he's I, I don't really know the best way to say it but more or less he was loyal to the leaf more than anything yeah and just the things he cared about that's what he he would die for it so yeah exactly yeah you know the fact that uh he could not bring himself to you know kill his little brother so when he you know did this mission to kill um, you know, his, uh, his family, you know, he made the third Hokage swear to protect Sasuke. And then, you know, I don't remember if it was uh right during this backstory in like the manga or the anime, or if we didn't get a little bit later where you actually got to see uh, the murder of the Uchiha family from Itachi's mm-hmm. point of view. I don't remember if it was right then and there where he was going to kill his parents and his parent, his dad's just like, okay, so you chose your side you know, and then they both just said, please protect Sasuke. And then I think it, one of them said, you know, Itachi, you truly are a kind child. And Itachi's just fucking crying over his, his blade before he kills his parents. You know, it just it further adds to how much emotion it had for his death. And then when it comes to his death, obviously he was reincarnated during the war. And then that final departure between him and Sasuke where, you know, before he went to the afterlife, finally, where he told Asasuke no matter what he does, he'll always love him. I mean, it is, it is adds. Like, the death happened so long ago at that point, but it just makes you fucking feel for it all over again. Yeah. Naruto's one of the few times where, like, if a character dies and they come back, it's actually a good thing because, like, it makes their death even more impactful. Awesome. The first time around. Awesome. Awesome is another example. You know, we just talked about yeah. it. When he came back, reincarnated, you know, he'd fight his three students. and Ah. Uh, Naruto, man, they don't pull any punches. Shout out to fucking Naruto, man. Uh, uh, gosh damn. 
Uh, I don't think I have any more special shout outs or any more to talk about. I think we ran through our whole list pretty well. You know, like I said, there are yeah. four that I wish we could shout out, but they are all four of mainstream series. Um, that, yeah. that are ongoing, set to be animated eventually. So, unfortunately, we cannot touch on them. Uh, out of the four, I will say one of them is actually going to be set to be animated uh, here this year. It's actually going to be here animated here in the next few months. Like I said, it is a popular main mainstream series. The other ones, uh, probably, I don't know how far the other ones are out. <laughs> It'll be a little know. bit out. I'd say... I say one of them. There's a possibility it might not ever be animated. True. Yeah. Uh, I'll say I'll say one. Uh, it's very possible next season. Yeah. Very possible. I, I agree. It, so either it, late this think, year or or next year. Yeah, I think winter twenty twenty two. Uh, I think they'll start or whenever uh, they'll start the second season for that, and I think it'll get to that one. Yep. It should. Yeah, and then the other one, God fucking knows when the other one, with how much, with how much that's, it's mainstream, yes, because of the title, but with how that series is handled, who fucking knows when the, you're going to get to see the other one animated. Yeah. It could be a let's fucking look, while. <laughs> let's look at 2024 for that one. Basically, yeah, so. But on all of these, if you know, you know. Exactly. If you know, you know. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think I'll do it for this bonus cast of uh, the top deaths in anime and manga for us. Uh, hopefully, you guys uh, enjoyed this. Watch all the way to the end. If you want to submit like your own sort of topic like this, the Patreon is the, way, the place to do it. Like I said, we just revamped all of the different tiers uh, for the different rewards that we have going on, ranging from topic requests, you know, possibly even a call-in on a bonus cast in the future. bunch of different stuff. Just go check it out, patreon.com forward slash sparke3. You can get a full breakdown of that. Uh, Josh and Zach, do you guys have anything to say before I finish this off here? I mean, besides the Patreon, hit up one of us at uh, Twitter. At yeah. Anim- Animan. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah, at Animan Podcast. Hit us up there. Or, you know, at, and in the description, you can find each of our individual Twitters. Mine's at AlexLight23. Josh is at Lock. And I think there's a zero in there or a three. I don't no, remember. No, there's not a zero. It's a, it's, a, it's a three and then capital in it. Uh, Josh being fancy, and then we have at Animan uh, Zach as well, fancy. so you can hit us up there as well. But yeah, yeah, you know, you want to support us further, patrons, everybody do so. That's where we're going to be doing stuff like this. We want to do more um, bonus cast in this capacity, but I think that's going to do it, though. Um, I enjoyed this, and I liked your idea about the backstory, characters <laughs> with the best backstory. That might be a future thing that we do for a bonus cast. I feel like that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, there's a you know Itachi would probably be yeah. on there. I mean there there'd be a lot of good stuff for a backstory, a bonus cast. I'm about that. But uh, make sure to check out our our, uh, our regular weekly show, Animan Plus, um, and see what we have going on over there, guys. But until next time, hopefully you guys have a great day. Later. See you guys.